faith, hope, and love abide. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is what and who you are. Love is your deepest essence, a wellspring inside of you, welling up into limitless life. The path of conscious love is a relationship calling forth who you really are. Welcome to Coalesce, a series of honest, inclusive, and contemplative reflections. Living in relational wholeness, we enter our. We pray Coalesce will enrich and deepen your experience along the path of conscious love. Good day, good people. This is episode 81, Free and Gratuitous Love. I am Reverend Robert Farrell, and no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. Just so you know, there is about a 40-second delay, but please let me know if you can hear me okay, and if at any time during our time together, there's an audio or video issue, please just let me know in the chat and we'll take a contemplative pause to try to work things out. Each week, we share in contemplative reflection as an opportunity to listen from your heart. A contemplative gathering differs from other spiritual gatherings in how we are present and how we listen. To listen from the heart is to listen with a sustained receptivity to a beauty not yet thought about. It is listening with a contemplative state of attentiveness. With our dualistic mind of either or, right or wrong, we often rush too soon to the conclusion and we don't rest long enough in that sustained humility of allowing our, ourselves to be interiorly accessed, accessed by that beauty not yet thought about. And contemplation isn't about mastering what I'm saying. That's for the dualistic mind. Contemplation is about being mastered by what mastered what I am saying. So during our time together, let go and enter into a deeper silence. Drop down into the heart. Open to and embrace questions and grace. Just as Psalm 42 states, deep calls to deep. Let the holy waves pass over you. So let's settle into this path of conscious love and begin by getting grounded in our contemplative state of sustained receptivity with a two-minute grounding exercise.
For many of us, this moment feels chaotic and terribly stressful. Join us for a few moments to turn inward and connect to your innermost you. Gently close your eyes and feel the gentleness of breath inside your body as you repeat these words. My deepest me is love. My deepest me is whole. My deepest me is limitless. My deepest me is infinite. My deepest me is compassion. My deepest me is sacred. My deepest me is mystery. My deepest me is forgiveness. My deepest me is beauty. My deepest me is God. My deepest me has knowledge to give. I open my heart and listen. Tonight's reflection is on the non-dual consciousness of contemplation. And we'll begin the reflection with my gratitude for those many wisdom elders that have contributed to tonight's reflection. Thomas Keating, St. Augustine, St. John of the Cross, Jesus, and Richard Rohr. And just a little gentle reminder. You can listen with your eyes closed or you can listen by while gazing at the images on the screen. And remember to listen from the heart is not to come to an intellectual understanding, but is to come to a deeper connection to listen not for some new idea, but to listen for something that shimmers in the heart. Only unitive non-dual consciousness can open our hearts, minds, and bodies to actual experience God. Ultimate reality cannot be seen with any dualistic operation of the mind. Dualistic thinking is highly controlled and limited seeing. It protects the status quo and allows the ego to feel like it's in control. All religions at the more mature levels have discovered another software for processing the really big questions like death, love, infinity, suffering, and God. 
and many of us call this access contemplation or simply prayer. Non-dual knowing is living in the sacrament of the present moment. This consciousness will teach us how to actually experience our experiences, whether good, bad, or ugly, and how to let them transform us. Reality requires more of a both-and approach, and the non-dual mind is open to everything. It is capable of listening to the other, to the body, to the heart, to all the senses. And it begins with a radical yes to each moment. So when you can be present in this way, then you will know the real presence. The contemplative mind withholds from labeling or categorizing things too quickly. We call that judging. And it does so so it can come to see things in themselves and as themselves in their uniqueness. Humans tend to think that because they agree or disagree with the idea of a thing, they have realistically encountered the thing itself. Not at all true, says the contemplative. To know something, you must encounter the thing in itself. And presence is a word for this encounter. It's a different way of knowing and touching the moment. Such non-dual, panoramic, and deep seeing requires a lot of practice. But the rewards are superb and necessary for both joy and truth in this world. Presence is experienced in a participative way, not by thinking about it. The mind wants a job and believes that its job is to process things by its own criteria. And the key to stopping this obsessive game is, quite simply, peace, silence, or stillness. Silence is God's primary language. Everything else is a poor translation, the saying goes. Think about how true that is in the silence. In the silence there is peace. In the silence there's unspoken joy. In the silence there's release. From a world full of chaos and noise. So I wait. For these precious moments when I hear All that can never be said And right here in this holy silence I find God, I find myself
In the silence there is peace In the silence there's unspoken joy In the silence there's release From a world full of chaos and noise So I wait for these precious moments When I hear all that can never be said and right here, in this holy silence, I find God, I find myself. Take a gentle deep breath now and come into contact with that center place in yourself, that center of sustained receptivity as we continue our reflection. Most of us tend to cut every new idea or situation in half and immediately judge one half to be superior and one half to be inferior. Almost automatically we compare and as soon as we compare we compete. Then we also crucify. This is dualistic thinking, where you divide, separate, and conclude what's up or down, in or out, with me or against me, right or wrong. And this is the basis of much racism, sexism, war, homophobia, and prejudice. The prevalence of such thinking tells us that religion has not been doing its job. The church consists of the communion of the whole world. In other words, wherever there is communion, that's the church. Wherever there is love, that's where God is. And as we advance in consciousness, we understand reality less in terms of win-lose, either-or, absolute right and absolute wrong. Because higher stages of consciousness, or you could say deeper levels of consciousness, always skillfully include the previous stages. That is what makes them whole and holy. God refuses to be known by the intellect. God can only be known by loving God subject to subject. You need the non-dual or mystical mind to love and fully experience limited ordinary. In other words, as 1 Corinthians 2 says, to know spiritual things in a spiritual way. Love God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole mind with your whole strength. Love God more than anything else. The only way to love God is to love what God loves. To love God means to love everything, no exceptions. Of course, that can only be done with divine love flowing through us. 
that can only be done with divine love flowing through us. We can only allow divine love to flow by way of contemplative, non-dual consciousness. That's what contemplation is at the heart. Mystical moments are those attention-grabbing events that overcome the gap between you and other people, events or objects, and even God. Because the work of spirituality is to look with a different pair of eyes, non-dual eyes, until you can see others in their connectedness and in their wholeness. How beautiful it is. You are becoming the song of your heart. Rise before the morning light. Let your soul take its flight. How beautiful it is. Take another gentle breath. Come in contact with your heart space as we continue our reflection. Jesus teaches and fully lives four moral equivalencies which can only be understood by the non-dual mind. One from Matthew twenty-five forty, whatever you do to others, you do to me. So how you treat other human beings is how you treat Jesus. Two from John ten thirty, I and the Father are one. 
from this unitive knowing, you and the Father are also one. Third, from John 14, 17, and many other places, the Spirit is within you. Human and divine matter and spirit are operating together. That is the principle of incarnation. It is the heart of Christianity. And fourth, from Matthew 7, 12, in everything you do, treat others exactly as you would have them treat you. How you love anybody is how you love everybody. How you love yourself is how you love every other self. Love is of one piece. Love is of one piece. And once you fall into this ocean of love, you realize that divine love is loving in a quite unrestricted way. And as Jesus says in Luke 6, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. We are to love others not because of who they are, but because of who we are. All and equally the beloved of God. Non-dual consciousness is reflected in the phrase, not one, but not two either. And non-dual consciousness heals our sense of separation. A truly loving, faithful relationship helps us be fully and wholly ourselves. St. John of the Cross describes this relationship in a poem. Here's an excerpt. When you regarded me, your eyes imprinted your grace in me. In this you loved me again. And thus my eyes merited to also love what you see in me. Let us go forth together to see ourselves in your beauty. Divine love is the template and model for all human love, and human love is the necessary school and preparation for any transcendent encounter. If you never let God love you, you will not know how to love other people. Simply to love is its own reward. It is crucial to allow God and at least one other person to see us in our imperfection and nakedness as we are. Because such utterly free and gratuitous love is the only love that validates, transforms, and changes us at the deepest levels of consciousness. It is what we all desire and what we were created for. So once you allow and accept God's love for yourself, you will almost naturally become a conduit of same for others. Love comes near 
May we dream what we can't see. Love of all love come near, come near. We need your eyes to see what's here, what's here, and show us what can be. May we dream what we can't see. Love of all. You're invited now to spend a few minutes in silent reflection. And as we said before, deep is calling unto deep. So let yourself remain in your heart space and see if anything arises from you or you. Maybe something shimmered for you in tonight's reflection. Just sit silently, open yourself to awe and wonder and grace, and reflect on what you heard with your heart. Perhaps one word or one tiny short phrase or a feeling is bubbling up for you into the silence together.
remaining in that of stillness. You're invited, if you like, to have whatever arose for you, if anything, to be held by this tiny community. If there was a word or a feeling or maybe a tiny short phrase that will be your mantra for the week to come, feel free to share that in the chat section and know that we will wrap it in love and hold it in prayer. As we said earlier, I, and I believe it's true, that it all begins by saying yes. Thank you for offering your reflections and know that they are wrapped in prayers and held in love. Each week, we offer you a spiritual practice to help support you on your spiritual path. And this week, the spiritual practice is loving your enemy. You'll be able to find the guidelines for this practice on the Contemplative Inner Being website. And I'll put that link in the chat section so you can go to it at any time during the week. Take just a couple of minutes to just review those guidelines with you. Because one of the hardest things to understand with this dualistic mind is Jesus's commandment to love your enemy. How can we love the Taliban, Al-Qaeda or ISIS, or even the Westboro Baptist Church? First, violent fundamentalist religious groups use God talk, God talk constantly. God is great, this is for God, I'm a martyr for God. I'm on God's good side, but you're going to hell. Their words and behavior are rooted in dualistic thinking, where everything is clear-cut, black and white, good and bad. This is religion at its worst, entirely lacking any inner experience. And so we can imagine how someone might say, God is great, and pull out a gun to shoot 30 people 
or to shout hate speech, having not experienced God as infinite and inclusive love. To be honest and upfront about this, we're dealing with a lot of low-level dualistic thinking in Christianity, in Islam, and in every religion at its immature levels. Because people use religion to cover their own malevolence, hatefulness, fear, and anger. It's not just Islam. Christianity has been doing this for centuries. We've got to do better. How can we do better? To begin, we might put ourselves in the other's shoes and imagine why someone is so hateful. While working in the Albuquerque jail for over a decade, Father Richard Rohr met many men who had been raised in a punitive, authoritarian, absolutist way, often with an absent or abusive father. Understanding another's story can teach us compassion. It doesn't mean we let someone take advantage of us. But it does open our heart and help us recognize that they are victims too. They've been wounded too. Yet they are still objectively an image of God, created in God's image. As you're able to open your heart to your enemy, Allow God's love to flow through you to them. Picture their face and hold them in contemplative, silent prayer. It's a spacious place of loving presence. And if you like, revisit the loving-kindness meditation that was introduced a few weeks ago to intentionally practice loving everyone. Yes, even the Taliban. We'll conclude tonight with my gratitude, a blessing, and a song. First, my gratitude for you taking time on Sunday night to share your time with me, whether you come here for the live session or the recorded session. So grateful that you're here and you're on this path of conscious love. Today's music was by Simon DeVoyle, Sonatum Core, Poor Claire, and our closing song, as always, is by Paul Isaac. May we see with the eyes of our heart. May we love one another with joy and compassion. May all beings come to know the divine presence within. And may your days and week to come be traveled on the path of conscious love. Peace to all, light to all, love to all. Sat Nam. Amen.
How many lifetimes have I spent searching For something that can't be explained For something that can't be tamed Searching for someone to show me the way Tell me that it's okay To work through my suffering So I look within, I find myself anew And let this light shine through In everything that I do If darkness should fall, I'll call upon this light Remember that my heart was touched When I felt a Shakti run And I'm looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love My heart is open and there is more to come More less to this mind More work to be done The masks I wear are slowly peeling off Cause there's no need to hide From this truth inside A seed's been planted and this tree will grow And the fruits that I sow Will surely feed the soul So my friend, I am done waiting Yes, I'm here now And I surrender As I look into the eyes of, the eyes of love Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love I Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love I Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking through the eyes of, the eyes of love And now I'm looking through the eyes of, the eyes of love I'm looking through I'm looking through is created, quilted, and shared in a gentle embrace. Our thanks to Rev. Robert Farrell for giving his voice to the path of conscious love. You are me and I am you. Isn't it obvious that we enter our